Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Monday, January the the 2nd, excuse me. Yes. 2017. Ryan Green. Ooh, um, that was good that you didn't have to say that twice. I know. You'll be able to rhyme your name with the year <laughs> all year long. Uh, Ryan Green in 2017. Well, I could have done it for 2016 and 2015 and 2014. Uh, and that's true. That. <laughs> I'm not very smart, Ryan. No, I'll point good. that out. Uh, hey, so Jake Marsing, uh, 5280 Sports Network, Broncos beat guy, Ryan Green, our video editor, photographer, Broncos dude as well. Um, Ryan, I don't know where to start today. And, and let me just be... be let me, let me start this way, by being blatantly honest and, and in some ways by apologizing Okay. Um, to our listeners, to, to, the, to the folks who, the, the few dedicated folks who listen to us on a regular basis. Um, Gary Kubiak today opened his press conference with an apology. I'm going to do the same. Okay. I knew that this news was coming as of about two weeks ago. Yeah. Um... That the they had talked about it at least the, at least the, there was a distinct possibility. You and I, Ryan, even sat down with another member of the Denver media over lunch at Noodles and Company mm-hmm. and discussed it um, mm-hmm. as being not just a distinct possibility but a likelihood uh, that Gary Kubiak would be stepping down from the Broncos after this season. And we did not bring that out. Right. We kind of hinted at it at certain moments, uh-huh. but we never directly addressed it. And there are several reasons for that, but. Just journalistically, I feel like I need to, to start today off by by telling Broncos country and, and the fans that listen to us that, you know, we, we we didn't drop the ball here, but I think part of the decision not to talk about it as little, or to talk about it as little as we did, was out of respect for Gary Kubiak. Yeah, it's, a, a doctor pronounces a person dead. Uh, I, it, it was not in our liberty to pronounce either Gary Kubiak uh, retired or fired. It, yep. it wasn't. It's not our place, especially if he's retiring. And that sounds what I heard today. He sounds like he this is word, a yeah. this is a at least from coaching. I could see him as as really a, a um, especially consultant or or like a a not a life coach, but but someone that that really guides young players into becoming NFL players, you know, especially from coming from college and just maturing. Um, so it, that's exactly what it was. We, 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 we had heard it, we had heard rumblings, but that's Kubiak's call. And we, we just wanted to give him that opportunity to make it his call. And he did make it his call. Ryan Green, as of about five o'clock yesterday morning before mm-hmm. the Broncos played the Raiders on New Year's day, uh, Adam Schefter on ESPN puts out that Gary Kubiak will be stepping down at the end of this season. Uh, after the game, he tells his players in what I'm told was an extremely emotional speech to the locker room after a 24-6 to win over the Oakland Raiders, which we will talk absolutely nothing about with one exception, which we'll get to here at the end. Um, he tells his players that he is indeed stepping down, and DenverBroncos.com posted some pictures of the immediate aftermath of that speech in the locker room, and... and Ryan, I can just tell you, going into that locker room, I, I waited for Kubiak, and then I went into the locker room after Kubiak was done. Mm-hmm. And going in there was so... It, it was heavy. But it was also... It, it was at ease at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because I think players saw it. And some of them talked about it post-game. About 
they'd seen throughout the year that, that Gary Kubiak was struggling. Mm-hmm. He was having a hard time. I think and, that was Chris Ayers who was talking about that. Yeah, and Von yeah. Miller, I think, mentioned it, yeah, too, yeah, uh, at the podium. Right. And, you know, it, it was clear to them that he was having some issues, and so they understood it. And because of their love and respect for him, they had absolutely zero issues with him making that decision um, to, to, to walk away from the National Football League after more than three decades as a player and a coach. Uh, a remarkable career that I wrote about at 5280sportsnetwork.com last night. And I started that piece, Ryan, by talking about what I saw. Mm-hmm. Right? I've always thought that my job is to take fans and readers places they can't go. I happen to be on the other side of the locker room. So you have you been to the Sports Authority post game? Oh, yeah. So there are basically two ways to get in the locker room. There's mm-hmm. the way the media comes through, which is closer to the tunnel. Yeah. And there's the farther exit. The side. The side that mm-hmm. and that's usually where coaches and players go through. So I happen to be on that far side. I can't go in through that door, but I was watching. And I watched Gary Kubiak, accompanied by Patrick Smythe, mm-hmm. Bronco's incredible PR director who Gary Kubiak rightfully gave uh, a shout out, multiple praise, really praise uh, to 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 Patrick, and he, I can't say enough what a job that guy does. Um, but they, they talked, and then right behind him was John Elway and Matt Russell, and the look on Gary Kubiak's face. We made eye contact real briefly, and the look on Gary Kubiak's face was just one of, you know, I, I got what I came for. Mm-hmm. I've done all I can, and, I'm, and I, I don't want to do this, but I'm ready to do this. And that was the mood that I got today, both in the locker room and during the press conference, which we were, some, for some reason, in the front row of. I honestly have no yeah. idea how that happened. Um, but, Ryan, just your general reactions to, to what we saw today. And then we'll get on to the next question, which is where do the Broncos go from here, which I think is obviously incredibly important. Um but your your general impression, man. I don't know how to feel. I mean, it's 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 sad because uh, you know we've interacted with with Kubiak all season, and he's just a, a, an incredible guy, a, a great human being. Uh, you know, just outside of football, he's a person you would want to you know be friends with and have in uh, some fashion of your life. So I want him to teach me how to use a riding lawnmower. Yeah, it. But it's I I just don't know how to feel because. Um, Yesterday, I was thinking, and when you know, when I was watching the game, and, and when I knew Kerry Kubiak was retiring, um, I had seen you know people say, you know, it may not just be for health reasons. Then when Paxson didn't come in, I was like, well, maybe they may be butting heads, and this is like kind of an, a, a, a mutual split, I guess. Um, but then I, I looked at the press conference today, and I just truly feel that this was Gary Kubiak <laughs> making a decision for him. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think you get that emotional. Yeah. Um, if you know that, that part of you just can't do it anymore. I think you see that, uh, I, I saw the emotion from him, what I saw from, you know, Peyton and, uh, Elway when they retired. And it's that the desire to want to keep going is, is there so badly that it hurts. And that's where you get that emotion. And that's what I saw in Kubiak today. Um, and so I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I, this is just one of those situations where I'm going to have to give it a week uh, to really kind of analyze and feel about it. I think this is going to be a big loss for the Broncos no matter what. The energy, no matter what, is going to be different just because Kubiak won't be in the building next year. Um, and so this is really as, as, as and it's, it's so shocking because it's been two years. 
You know, it, it, it was not even that long ago where we were introducing Kubiak as head coach. Then he won the Super Bowl, then this season, and now it's done. It's it's just, it's so weird to think about. And, like, can you even call this the Kubiak era? Like, yeah, because like, they want a Super Bowl. Right, and, and, and so... Um, it's just it's just tough to think about. There's just a lot of thoughts and, and, and a lot of stories that I'm sure will come out. You know, I'm sure as time goes on, we'll learn more and more. Um, but at the moment, I think Broncos fans should just be thankful for what Gary Kubiak did for the team. Uh, I think they should miss him. And uh, take a week off, and then we'll do Senior Bowl, and we'll get into the draft and into next season. But this this should and, be a, a be time new... to, as Elway put yeah. it, exhale. Just exhale. And you mentioned, Ryan, hearing stories and learning more. And we heard some stories today in that press conference. We heard John Elway and Gary Kubiak talk yeah. about a conversation that they had after the Kansas City game on yeah. Christmas Day. And, and I just, that's a two friends that have been friends for as long as they have, having this conversation with each other, what sounded like a long, like hours-long, right. frank conversation, probably over a couple of cocktails, right? probably in a Kansas City hotel room or on an airplane. Um, and, and they are friends. Uh, I, I, if people don't know, they're legitimately friends. They, they, are, they weren't and, just and stuck with each other because they were like drafted at the same time. No, they, they, they developed a they, close friendship. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say. You say it's... I, I, I was pretty convinced it was 100% health coming into today because that's what I've been told. But the vibe I got in the building today is that it is 85% health. Yeah. And that he does, he is concerned, his wife is concerned, mm-hmm. um, his family's concerned. But that also, you know, he and John Elway, I, I, I wondered at the beginning of this, uh, of the Kubiak-Elway era, mm-hmm. when... You know, or those two seasons at the end, the beginning of last season, when when Elway hired Kubiak, right? How that was going to end, and I thought it couldn't really end well, could it? It's and no. the answer is kind of. I mean, it kind of ended well, but you have to wonder whether there is any kind of underlying issue that exists between John Elway and Gary Kubiak. Not as a not a personal issue, but it's like you know, I love. It's like going to work with your brother. You love your brother, yeah. you care about your brother, but your brother's going to get on your nerves, and you're going to disagree sometimes, and eventually you're going to maybe find that you just can't necessarily work together all the time and see eye to eye on everything. And, and I think there might be a little bit of that going on here. Again, I think, and I am told, it is almost entirely health-related. Um, so I, I don't know how much you put into that. The, the one thing I do know now, Ryan, as we kind of start to get into that where we go from here question, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, every single coach on this Broncos staff uh, is up in the air, including the defensive staff. Yeah. Wade Phillips, Joe Woods, their contracts are expiring. A little surprising, but... In fact, I would... I don't know. Uh, let me say this. I would be surprised if a good number of coaches return next season. Including Wade Phillips. I, I would be genuinely surprised if Wade Phillips is the defensive coordinator of the Broncos next season. I, I just... there's There are underlying issues that exist between John Elway, the front office, and Wade Phillips that I think are, are going to be brought out into the open here shortly. I, I don't know all the details, but I, I think Wade is going to be 
difficult to retain. Um, Vance Joseph is an option as a, as a head coach. Potentially, we'll get more into those. That's a guy that mm-hmm. they loved on the defensive side. But Ryan, I just I I did not imagine, even though I thought the Kubiak thing could happen, I didn't really think this was a possibility. That full scale, one hundred percent turnover was a distinct possibility, and that's right. I think what the Broncos are staring at as we uh, sit here in this uh, truck today. Yeah, I. It's not surprising in the fact that I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if John Elway did it. I think uh, he's been here long enough to know if you're not getting the job done, get out of my way. Really, uh, in in. You know, yeah. If if that's one way to put it, I guess. I did John. It, it's tough to just think that you know when you when you look at Wade Phillips and what the defense did. Uh, I know that that the the run game was bad and and you know, but it, they still were good. Um, and we're we're still like like you were talking about. We're we're one year removed from them winning a Super Bowl. And I, I don't know. It's it. I think if Elway does that, he's he's creating a dangerous precedent uh, that says you got two years. You know, and I it, I did, just don't know. Did John seem reinvigorated at the podium today to you? I don't, I don't know if reinvigorated. I think he or invigorated that he was that he's excited about what lies ahead. As difficult as as it is to say goodbye to his friend, I think I think John Elway embraces challenges. Uh huh. And he's looking forward, because this is a unique challenge. Let's go back to the two other times he's hired a head coach, which is an enormous amount of times for somebody to hire a head coach in, you know, the six, five seasons now that he's been, or six seasons going on, mm-hmm. that he's been the GM here. He's hired two head coaches. The first one he had little to do with. Let's just be frank. John Elway in 2011, I kind of threw out the window for him. He was still learning where the bathroom was. Um <laughs> Brian Zanders largely was responsible for the hiring of John Fox. Yes. John had input, but he was largely a Zanders his feet, feet Yeah, as wet, he was trying to me. figure out the league. Gary Kubiak was the guy from the beginning mm-hmm. for John. John wanted Gary. John reached out to Gary. Gary said, dang it, John, I wanted to be the Baltimore offensive coordinator for the rest of my life, right. but I'll come home. Now... This is the first time that John Elway is going to independently, without additional outside advice, with the exception of Matt Russell and Tom Heckard, mm-hmm. um, Russell in particular, uh, this is the first time that Elway is going to lead a coaching search. Um, and I'm very curious to see what he goes out and finds. So let's talk a little bit, Ryan, about where this team goes from here and what they have to do. I'm told that the Broncos have indeed reached out uh, to Kyle Shanahan, the Atlanta Falcons offensive coordinator. He, in my mind, is the ideal candidate for this job considering the personnel. However, there are some deep-seated ongoing issues between Kyle Shanahan and the Denver Broncos, including and especially CEO Joe Ellis, Mm -hmm. who has a uh, less-than-perfect relationship with Mike Shanahan. That was about as bad a breakup as you can go through. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that will make things exceptionally difficult uh, for for that 
for that to come about. We'll right. we'll see. Uh, it, it's certainly a possibility, and the fact that they're reaching out to him, I think, is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Joe Ellis was asked about it today, uh, he didn't seem particularly thrilled with the prospect. He he said, you know what, it's all up to John. That's up to John. He didn't elaborate on Kyle or any of those things, but. Uh, he didn't seem thrilled by that. We'll continue to see some other names that are being talked about and names that I expect the Broncos to reach out to include Vance Joseph, the Miami Dolphins defensive yep. coordinator, who they interviewed technically for the head coaching job, but that was really just to satisfy the Rooney rule. Uh, they wanted him to be their, their defensive coordinator over Wade Phillips. They could very well look to him to be their head coach if right. they want to continue uh, as John Elway said, his top priority is to maintain this defense. Yeah. Um, not 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 just to rebuild the offense, but to maintain the defensive success. And I think John Elway sees a very bright mind in Vance Joseph that he will certainly be talking to. I don't know if he's ready to be a head coach. Right. I think that could be um, a potential problem. But he comes from the Adam Gase tree now, technically. Uh, so I think I think that would be certainly an option. And then some other names that are out there. Uh, I have not heard anything about the Broncos reaching out to these folks, but Jim Bob Cooter has been mentioned, the Lions offensive coordinator who was an assistant here during the Manning era. Um, What are some other names that you've heard? I've heard McCoy. Mike McCoy, I I, I don't know. I I found that as as a very, very long shot. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Say... I wouldn't put any money on that. But I've seen his name. I've seen that. Uh, you know, he was around when when Manning was here. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'd be surprised. Uh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn is another option from the Bills. Yeah. I've heard. Um, Jeff Darlington put out a tweet yesterday that said Mike McIntyre from CU. It's a bunch of nonsense. I laughed out loud when I saw it. Mike McIntyre does not belong in the NFL and I love Mac. I think he's a I think he's a pretty darn good football coach, but he is uh the NFL would eat him alive. Yes. It would not go well for him in the NFL. Yeah. Uh I my my I think if I had to rank the candidates in order of who I think would best be a, be the best fit for this job. I think it is Kyle Shanahan, but there are a number of questions about right. whether he, just in terms of Kyle's skill set, the offense he runs is similar to the offense that, that this team is running right now. Mm-hmm. The personnel would fit it pretty well. Uh, I think it would be set up for success. success this season and in the fairly immediate future. Um, there are some other things that uh, kind of are in the balance there, though uh, obviously with... Kyle Shanahan, I, I know that his dad is okay with him taking that job. Uh-huh. His mother, however, not a real big fan of the idea. They still live here, don't they? The uh, yeah, the Shanahans, yeah, they don't have they, the big house anymore, but they do right. still they do still live here. Um, look, I think there's going to be time for that, and we will... I expect us probably to talk again later this week, Ryan, and we'll continue to have these conversations about you know who, what, when, where, and why when it comes to the head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whew, it's been a long night for us both. Yeah. Um, but I think the Broncos ultimately are going to try and go in a young direction, a dynamic direction, find a dynamic play caller. Kyle Shanahan fits that bill. Um, Cooter would fit that bill. There are a couple of options. I think. I think uh, oh, Shanahan, uh, David Shaw. I've heard. Yeah, Shaw. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think Elway goes college. I think Shanahan and Joseph 
Those are your top two. Are, are the two names to look at right now, and we'll see kind of how things develop over the next couple of days. Um, you know, it's going to be a decision about... There's just a lot that has to be cleared out of the way for Kyle. There's a, right. Guys have to put egos to the side yes. for Kyle Shanahan to show up here. And that includes Kyle Shanahan himself, who, uh-huh. uh, you know, I talked to actually a little bit after that Atlanta game right. when he was here. And, um, you know, I think, I think if he or if any coaching candidate views the Broncos' vacancy with an open mind and an objective mind, they will find this is by far the best vacancy available to them. Um, right. But, but again, at the same time, if the staff is cleared out, that was a two-year with one of those years as a Super Bowl, I don't know what kind of message that sends to the league. I don't know if that sours the desire it, to no, get here. No, I don't think so. Um, but I will say this. I think the next head coach will be chosen with having Paxton as the starter in mind. I think that's the direction they really want to go. I think Trevor will get a shot. I think if Paxton shows the same struggles um, in terms of what we've heard as kind of work ethic, um, film study, all that type of stuff, um, I think Trevor still... I think they're both on the roster next year. But I think Elway is going to... When he's talking to the coaches, he's he's going to tell them about Paxton a lot. And I think that just goes back to what we've been talking all year about, and that's getting your... Turn on the investment you made of the first round pick. Yeah, and I think that's. I think you're right. That is going to be a condition mm-hmm. that Elway applies to any new head coach that comes in. And listening to John today during this press conference, because the it was it was really interesting the way it worked. Right. Mm-hmm. So we come in. I come in after the open locker room. I come into the room. I had saved a seat, put my jacket on the back of the seat. Dave Logan just sits down in the seat anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry, Coach. It's Dave Logan. But you stole my seat. But yeah, I'm not going to say, hey, Dave Logan, yeah, exactly. can you get up and give this two-bit overweight beat writer a, a seat, please? Uh, he goes, who are you? I'm like, hi, Dave, nice to meet you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wasn't going to do that. So I, you and I, we go down, and the only seats available are seats in the front, and you were taking pictures, so uh-huh. you had a reason to be down there. Right. And the whole time I'm sitting down there, I can just feel Smythe's eyes looking at me going, why the, Why is he sitting down here? <laughs> um, why does it matter? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I'm paranoid. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm watching, and I watch the room. That's Did you see me kind of looking around? I was looking around. Yeah, and you were looking around too, that's right. Looking around the room, and as it got closer, the room started to fill. Uh-huh. Not in seats, but along the walls. Yeah, and in the, the back. The walls and in the back were just lined with people, and I look around, and Wade Phillips is in there, and... I see Bill Kolar and Joel Dreesen yep. and Russell Okung and Joe D. Camillus. Yeah, I saw and, Matt Paradis up at the top trying to peek in. Yep, Matt Paradis. All these people in there to watch it. And then in comes Gary Kubiak. And I expected him to be wearing a suit. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he wasn't. It was such a Kubes moment. He looked like. He looked like I would expect Gary Kubiak to look. And he's kind of like... Gary Kubiak is kind of like this hipster sense of fashion. I don't really understand it. It looks like he was ready to head on down head to, on the to the Florida Keys yeah, and, and get your Margaritaville going he's on. He's got, like, what are those blue... Ki- what are the blue shoes he had on called? Like, the blue... So they're um, not sandals, but they're, um... Uh, loafers? Yeah, like blue, like, hip I loafers. I didn't see his shoes. Skinny jeans. 
and a flannel dress shirt. Yeah, flannel dress shirt. That he had the sleeves rolled up, and he's got it unbuttoned down like the third button, and his hair is in the prime spike. Yeah, he started out with the the conference, the press conference, saying, you know, Patrick told me to wear a suit. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm going out wearing jeans. (laughs) Came in wearing jeans, going out wearing jeans. That was quintessential Gary Kubiak, but I, I'm watching, and the press conference starts with John Elway uh-huh. saying his piece about how great a man Gary Kubiak is and getting a little bit choked up, and and I'm watching, and everybody's getting choked up, and then Gary gets up and he starts talking. And I peeked around the room at one point, and almost every assistant lined against the wall, big, tough football men. Mm-hmm. They've got tears in their eyes. Wade Phillips' face is bright red. Yeah, Wade, I could tell, was... Shaken up. Wade, Wade is Wade was the one that uh, that and he came into the locker room at one point uh-huh. uh, earlier in the day and started talking to players and, and even talking to some media. Um, but Wade was Wade got shaken up, and then Gary talks and he gives this great speech and he answers questions and he thank and he ends it by thanking two people, John Elway and his buddy. And that was okay. So, and and we'll get to the wife part. But that was another thing where I where I thought the the butting heads uh, between Kubiak and Elway really could have been squashed. He saved Elway and his wife. Um, and so, at, at, for a moment there, I thought Kubiak may not mention Elway in the press conference, and that would have been a, a, a big you know sign as to what may have been happening back there. But when he mentioned Elway. Uh, at the last part, I was like, "All right, this is this was really friends, just just really kind of talking it out." And I truly believe they talked it out, and both came to this conclusion as tough as it was for both of them. Yeah, I, I think I think you're you're probably probably have a, a point to be made there. But let me just finish out this. Okay. And I'm watching the room, and I watch Gary Kubiak, and he ends it by thanking John Elway and his. Buddy, he calls her, mm-hmm. his wife of many decades, uh, I think almost 40 years now, mm-hmm. uh, Rhonda Kubiak. And he ends it, and he thanks everybody, and then as soon as he's done speaking, it's the most Kubiak way to exit a press conference ever. He sh- he hugs Joe Ellis, hugs John Elway, shakes hands, hugs Patrick Smythe, walks up the stairs, hugs some guys, including Russell Okung, says... Mm-hmm. Y'all have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and out he goes. Y'all have a good day. Have and then as soon as he leaves, Ryan, a mass exodus. Right. Out of the press conference. And I, I didn't necessarily expect people to stick around for John L.A. Yeah. But it was interesting to see as soon as he's gone, everybody uh-huh. turns and follows him out the door. And I think that may be indicative of what we're about to see. Because then John Elway gets up, gives the second piece of this, which is the what's next portion of the press conference. Right. Uh, who? What are you looking at for the, your head coach? What are you this, 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 and this? And that I thought was just as interesting as anything else that that uh, happened I, in the press conference. Yeah, I think I think there's a little of it um, being that. I mean, I I I wouldn't if I was a coach, I wouldn't really stay around for press conferences of other coaches. That's just you know. And and Elway had spoken before Kubiak came up, and Elway came back up. So they're you know if if they don't want to hang around, I get it. You know that's that's what it was. And really, it, it, Elway was just answering questions for the media. But you know you can't forget that most of the coaching staff here this year had worked with Kubiak in some fashion in Houston or in Baltimore before they got with Elway. So 
I'm not saying it's a mutiny against Elway. I'm saying no. the coaches stuck with their guy that got them here. Every single, with maybe one, I think one exception on this coaching staff, had been brought in by Gary Kubiak. Right. The one exception being Eric Dick, uh, not Eric Dick, Eric, Eric Studisville, the <laughs> Eric running Dickerson? back. Eric Eric Studisville, <laughs> the running backs coach. But let me just make this clear: uh, I expect there to be massive turnover okay. in the organization from top to bottom in the coaching staff. The only thing that I think is is safe right now is is John Elway's job. <laughs> Joe Ellis said in his little. That's why I was late coming out here, by the way, Ryan. Joe Ellis and Bob Miller both spoke. Um, and Joe said that he had been working on a, a deal with John to extend him mm. since about October. However, kind of reading between the lines there, it seemed like he he Joe Ellis certainly wants to get the deal done, but we'll see whether or not that winds up working both ways. So that um, was and that was another curious part. I was like, since October, why wouldn't they just do it? <laughs> yeah, you know, if if Ellis wants to be here, there's something holding that up. Yeah, and we'll 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 fight, figure that out down the road, but. The immediate question for the Broncos is who's going to be their head coach mm-hmm. in 2017. They have a little bit of time to talk about it, uh, more time than they have certainly in the in the uh, Fox to Kubiak transition. I think your your odds-on favorite is probably Kyle Shanahan, but boy, is that a lot of baggage that you have to put to the side right. if that's going to happen. There's a lot of scar tissue there, and people say, "Oh, just get over it." You don't like. You ever gone through a really bad breakup? Okay, so at the same time, Kyle Shanahan is not Mike Shanahan. He is the son, and mm, it's the last yeah, name that could be it. But, you know, it's, it's I don't know. It's not the, the issues that people in the Broncos organization have do not just extend to Mike. Okay. Um, there is a lot of scar tissue that would have to get cleared up for that to happen. So I would almost say that's not going to happen. Well, they've requested but if they, it. That, if they've reached hit. out, then then maybe there's some progress there, and we'll see where that goes. Uh, Schefter tweeted about it that they have requested an interview with Kyle Shanahan. I expect them to also request an interview with Vance Joseph yes. and potentially two to three other, at least one more uh, additional candidate, maybe one to three yeah. uh, other other candidates for this job. I think John already knows generally what direction he wants to go. And the fact that Kyle put that out there, or that someone put that out there, that Kyle is coming here, really interesting to me. But Ryan, I think that's that. I think we've talked through everything. Oh yeah, uh, the Paxton Lynch thing. Paxton didn't play in the game. Uh, Gary forgot uh, or something. Forgot. Um, I'm he, still just. Uh, we'll we'll have plenty of time yeah. to talk about Paxton Lynch's Man. development because I think I think you're right. I think that will be a condition of of the next Broncos head coach, but. Uh, Ryan, I don't quite know when we're going to do this again. Maybe we'll do it. We'll figure this out a week. day where we can just because yeah. we'll, we'll do weekly for sure, or at least. Well, I know we'll be back here in the near future. Right. The one nice thing about this is I it won't be until you know March when I come back here again because it'll be new head coach press conference, uh-huh. um, then probably some free agent press conferences. Yep. Then pre-draft. Then draft day, which I'm so looking forward to coming out here for draft day. Yeah. And then... Uh, That'll be interesting. Uh, and then we go to something else. I don't remember what else. What else is after the draft? OTAs, mini camp, and then training camp. Yeah. And then we're all over it again. So we will certainly be here to cover... And free agency. Yeah, I mentioned that, I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll be here to mention as much of that as, as possible. Um, we'll be out here, man. It has been... 
this is our last regular one of the season. Yes. Um, so let me just say, this has been an absolute blast. Um, working this team and covering this group, I know that for fans it did not end the way that they would have liked a 9-7 and seven season, certainly not what the expectation was for many, even though I think that's kind of where we were at the beginning yeah, of the year. Yeah, 9-7, that was like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> um, but it, it is a group that I think, Ryan, and I think you'd agree here, has an enormous amount of talent still, has the potential and the tools right. to get back into a Super Bowl, into Super Bowl and certainly playoff contention, just got to find a guy who can push the right buttons. Uh-huh. Got to fix some issues. Got to add some depth on defense. Got to rebuild your offensive line. Get Ty Sam Brylo in the weight room. You invested a second round <laughs> pick in him. Get him right. Um, and I talked with him today. That's all he's going to be doing is spending his summer in the weight room. So he does that. You build a couple more pieces, and I think you will be in good shape heading into uh, 2017. Ryan Green, anything else? I'll steal an Elway quote. This team is not rebuilding, they're reloading. There you go. Uh, Lots of good Elway quotes in the press conference today. I want to go ahead and leave you uh, with just a little bit of sound from Gary Kubiak today. Uh, Personally, it has been, and I put this on Instagram, I took a a photo of Kub during that, uh, the barbecue, the media barbecue Uh out here, the first day that we saw him out here and uh, when he got his new camp haircut. And who knew that would be the last pre-camp haircut of his career, but I looked around the room today and there were several, not just coaches, players that were tearing up. There were a few media people as well. Uh Um, I won't call anybody out, but that just goes to show you what a joy it has been to cover that guy. Right. Because not every NFL head coach, not every head coach, period, makes life as easy as Gary Kubiak makes it. Um, you saying it, people won't cry at Bill Belichick's press conference? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not even talking national. I'm talking in this town. Right. Um, Gary Kubiak is an incredible human being and is someone that this organization has been lucky to have. And I think anybody Absolutely. that you talk to yeah. would say the same thing. Uh, he's making, I think, the right decision for himself and his family. I, I applaud him for stepping away. I wish, honestly, I wish more coaches would ma- would have the the bravery to make that decision when their bodies tell them it's time. Right. Um, and, and I think ultimately this is the right move for him, the right move, uh, a tough move for the Broncos, but the right move for the Broncos because in the end, I think this organization would rather see one of its favorite sons go on to live a long and happy life than yes. die on the sidelines. Yes, um, exactly. And Chris Harris talked about that last night. But Ryan, as I've tried to shut this thing down seven <laughs> times and I just keep keep popping up with things but uh it's been a joy to cover gary kubiak it's been a lot of fun i can almost guarantee you that the next broncos head coach will not be nearly as 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 humble as um understanding as uh transparent transparent humble though is the word i keep coming back to because nfl head coaches have such massive egos yeah you're yeah you're and and he just he doesn't yeah and that's something that is so rare in the, in the National Football League, and I know the next guy won't have that. Mm. But we will certainly hope that the next guy is the right option for the Denver Broncos, and I know fans have a lot of faith in John Elway, as do members of the organization. And, Ryan, we will cover it all for you at 5280SN. We'll be working to build the site out, get things up and running, build new stuff, uh, and we will hopefully cover it all. Um, 
But Ryan, you can be followed on Twitter at rgreen5280. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at 5280sportsnet. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. Check out the Snakes Takes podcast. I expect him to have some really Ooh, yeah, good I'm stuff for that. <laughs> this week. Because he uh, played with Kubiak, right? Yep. Yeah. Gary Kubiak was his offensive coordinator here in Denver for the first few seasons, and he loves Gary Kubiak, yep. as do just about every player that has ever played under under him. So we will be out here. We'll be out here for the uh, next event, which will be a coach press conference where we will get the chance to meet the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, whoever that way be. But until then, for everybody at 5280 Sportsnet, uh, Sean Drotar, Nate Lundy, Matt Smith, Rich Kurtzman. All of them. All of them. He's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 Sports Network.